Welcome to the Single Parent Podcast. Whether you've been a single parent for a while now, or if you've just started on your journey, the Single Parent Podcast is a safe place for single parents to get some great information and resources, hear the stories of fellow single parents, and connect with a strong and supportive community. We want to help you go from surviving to thriving. Hey everybody, welcome back to our single parent podcast. It's Christina here. We're just continuing today with our stories. So today we're going to talk to the other Christina, the other half of what makes us so special about her personal story. And I sort of want to dive in and just ask you to tell us a little bit about, or a lot of it, of your own story of how you became a single parent. I became a single parent in April of 2019. And at the time, I was just getting my business off the ground. I'm a videographer by trade, and I put my career on hold for quite a few years. I didn't, I never worked full time. I really wanted to be there more full time for my kids because I remember when I was a kid, one of my parents was always home. And it was something that I really wanted to give to my kids too, to have a parent that was home and available most of the time. So now that my kids were a little older, I thought, you know what? I really want to put myself and my career first because I never did. My career was always part time. It was never full time. And I had started my own my own business a few years ago. And it was it was also a part time thing. And I thought, you know what, I could really do this. I really want to do this. This is something I really want to do. So I spent the first part of 2019 kind of dealing with that um, and, and getting things going. And, and on the personal front, I mean, my marriage was never perfect. We always, you know, we're, we're dealing with some conflict and we we weren't always dealing with it in a healthy way and we we were in counseling at the time but I thought we had hit a fairly decent groove and things were going well and uh one Sunday evening I could tell something was up and uh I sat down on the couch and asked what was up and he said I don't think I'm in love with you anymore which was a total shock to me because I I didn't see that coming. Like I said, we were in counseling and that was, you know, we were working through things. But um, I, am a, I am a Catholic by faith and getting married is sacred. That's something that you do for life. You don't, you know, if things get tough, that's when you dig deep and you work on it and you fix it and you, you make it better. I had gotten to that place before and so I said, okay, well, let's let's go to counseling. Let's talk about it. I didn't realize at the time that he was beyond the point of wanting to seek help. And I didn't know that. So that night, he slept on the couch. He didn't come upstairs. And uh, over the next few days, he we- he really withdrew and just wouldn't really answer texts, wouldn't wasn't available. And uh, I kept saying, let's talk about this. Like I'm, you know, I've been here before and this is nothing that I haven't experienced myself and I understand and let's, let's talk through it and work through it. And I was told that I didn't understand the depth of which he was struggling and that freaked me out because I'd never heard anything like that from him before. And so we arranged a session for him to go and talk to our marriage counselor by himself. 
and Wednesday, we, we went together on Wednesday and he stayed afterwards and I came back and he came in the door and said he wanted a separation divorce and it was like my entire world just shattered it's never something you ever think you'd hear um because when for me when i got married i meant it i meant it through good times bad all those things that you promise when you get married i meant all of those things and while the thought had crossed my mind before of separation and divorce, I was always of the mind that we could work through it. As long as we did it together, we could work through it. But unfortunately, when one person is not willing to fight anymore, you can't fight for something if you're the only one picking up the sword. And if you're there by yourself, you just, it's not going to work. After he said those words, I felt so many emotions. I was shocked and angry and sad and um, not even just mad. I felt a fury in me that I have never felt before. That was really intense to deal with because my kids were sleeping upstairs at the time. And even in that moment where I was going through all this and thinking and feeling all of this, my first thought was, I can't yell because I don't want to wake up my kids and I don't want them to be scared. And all I wanted to do was throw something and scream at him and, and, and be like physically hurt him because what I was feeling in my heart, I wanted to inflict on him. And that's not me. I'm not that kind of person that will fly off the handle and just, that's not me. It's not part of my personality. And and to feel all of that and to feel such such anger towards someone before, that was that was that was, yeah, I would I would not wish that on anyone. That was absolutely earth shattering to hear those words from someone that you thought you'd spend the rest of your life with. You know, no matter how tough things got, I always had faith that we would pull through it. And when push came to shove and he reached that point, he just wasn't wasn't there to fight through it together. So after after that conversation, he asked me, if I wanted him to leave. And my first thought was, you, you're asking me this, really? You think you get to stay in this house after you've left this marriage? So I looked at him and I said, yeah, I think that would be a good idea. And so he slept on the couch again and I went upstairs and I felt my heart just shatter again because I was up there by myself. And I knew that that's how it was going to be from there on out. And I cried. Oh my gosh, did I cry? It was like every time I thought about something I could have done differently or it was, it was surreal. That's the best word I can describe it. It was like 
it was like I was watching someone else. It happened to someone else. It was like I was totally out of my body. And the level of pain that came with that was unreal. It was absolutely unreal. And I've, I've, I've mentioned this before. I'm a very empathetic person. And for me, when I feel these big feelings, I feel it physically. And it was... It was pain on all levels of being. It was pain in my heart, pain in my head, pain in my in my body, and it was it was crippling. It was absolutely crippling. And what made it worse was that I had to go through it by myself. There was I couldn't lean on him anymore. My first thought was I need to tell him, but it was like this door immediately shut. And it was like, no, you can't do that anymore because that's not the role he has in your life anymore. And that was uh, that was the worst day of my life was that was was going through that and hearing hearing and feeling that I was not wanted anymore. After everything we'd been through, after all of the struggles and all of the the joys of the marriage because there were good times there were joys in the marriage but to just have that all end and to not have a say in it that was one of the biggest struggles that I had for the longest time the longest time was the fact that it was decided for me this major life decision that affected not just me but our kids was made unilaterally. It was not done with care or compassion or let's work together to make this as easy as possible. It was, this is what I need to do and that's all there is to it. And and that night as I was struggling with this, there was such a feeling of powerlessness and I I never want to feel that way again. That, That was something that's really driven me to this point is regaining your power because when that happens to you when you don't have control over something the loss of control the loss of power the loss of being able to make decisions in a good headspace that's all gone that's that's all gone when you when you go through something like that when it's dropped on you so suddenly like that and the next morning um I had to get up and I had to put on a happy face because my kids had no idea. And it was all I could do to hold it together until I could get the kids to school. And the minute I got back to the car, I couldn't even fall apart there because I was in the the public parking lot. So I couldn't even I couldn't even release when I got to the car because there's people around and and I didn't want to I didn't want to release that. So after getting my kids to school, I came back and he had already packed his bags. He'd already packed. And uh, again, it was like I was I was just numb. I was just numb, numb with this. And uh, like, this is this really happening? Like we we were together for 15 years from when we first started dating. 
We were married for almost 12, together for 15. And it was like, it was like all of that just didn't matter anymore. And to feel like all that time that you spend with that person and you feel like, did I ever really know you that you would do something like this? Did I ever really know you? Because I wouldn't do something like that to someone I didn't know. Never mind someone you're supposed to love and protect and, um, and, and be with. Um, so he went and, and stayed with a friend and the minute he walked out the door, I just, I collapsed on the floor. And it was like, and that whole process was shattering and that just, that kept happening over and over all day until, and I, I couldn't get up. I had to, I had to go to bed. I had to just lie down. And I just, I don't even remember much of the day. All I remember is just lying in bed and just praying that it was all a bad dream. And that I'd wake up and it would just, and that wouldn't be happening. But, and then at the end of the day, obviously, you know, you have to put on your face again and go and pick up your kids. And um, I had to tell them that their dad had gone to stay with their uncle for a little while. And they didn't know what was happening. Um, I tried to have time to process but my kids knew something was up but you have like you can't you can't say anything until I had a few days to just try and wrap my head around this so you just go into survival mode you just go into survival mode and you just do whatever you need to to just get through the day and I know a lot of moms who've gone through the newborn phase that's kind of the phase you have to go through is you just you just boil it right down to what is absolutely necessary for today so I reached out to my mom and I told her what was going on and I, I reached out to my family and I reached out to a couple friends that I knew had gone through it because I was at that point, I didn't know what to do. I didn't know, I didn't know how to, where to go next. Like what yeah. do you, And I'm what glad do you, you do? said that because that was my question was, how did you get through that from the moment that you were saying, I collapsed on the floor and physically you had to take yourself to bed because it was just like your whole world collapsed in that night and it seemed like everything happened so fast like from what you're saying I'm like oh my gosh like the turmoil in my system just hearing your story was oh my god how how do you take a step in front of the other at that point so I know you said that you reached out to people who've gone through it and your mom. And I think those were like super good first steps for someone who didn't have a freaking clue how she was going to navigate that. I'd always leaned on my, my village. I have an amazing village and I did while I was married. And that was, that was the first thing I started to do was say, you know what? I, I need my village. <laughs> I need my people. I need, I, I need connection. Because one thing that people who haven't gone through a split before, it's not just the end of a marriage or a dating relationship. Sometimes it's the death of a friendship too. One and so and so you're you're grieving the loss of two relationships at once, and the level of the level of pain and processing you have to do is doubled. 
with what you have to go through to to make it through because when something like that happens and it's so traumatic and so sudden like that just the the mourning the loss of both relationships just that and that's why over the next couple of weeks after that happened I couldn't function I shut everything down I shut my business down I I put off everything I just I I had to take time off and I have to say that was probably besides reaching out to other people that was the second best decision I made and and it's it's what you went through with with your story is similarly yeah you need to you need to take time for yourself you need time to process you need time to gather yourself so that you can approach it from a position of strength and that was something that my mom told me she said take the time you need to come at it from a position of strength because over the next little while as we started going through the process of divorce and and things like that it was not nice it was not pleasant I was still dealing with lots of anger and lots of negative negative feelings towards my ex um, because I was having to deal with this and process it within a couple months after after it all happened so I was still trying to deal emotionally with what happened and and dealing with helping my kids through it the day that I had to tell my kids about the split was the second worst day of my life one thing I am grateful for is that my ex was there to tell them I did not have to tell them but I did have to sit there and watch their faces and know that what I knew exactly what they were feeling. I knew exactly what they were feeling. And my daughter, especially my daughter, she was nine at the time and her, just her face. And she's asking, why? Why is this happening? Why are you getting divorced? And we told them, mom and dad can't be together anymore. One of the hardest parts about that, and what the heart, one of the hardest parts about this split has been, is that in my children's eyes, I carried blame for something I didn't do. That was not right, that I had to do that but I did it for my kids. And and part that was part of the conversation with the counselor after the news that he wanted to separate and divorce. That was the narrative. We talked to a counselor and said, how do we deal with the kids? And that was the narrative that we had was mom and dad still love you. Everyone who loved you before loves you now. Mom and dad can't be together anymore. That was so difficult. That was so difficult. And even my little guy who isn't really totally aware of what's going on, he's very much in his head, but just, I knew it would hit my daughter hard. I, I knew it would. And we kind of sat with them and talked through it. And after a while, they just needed to go and be by themselves. Unfortunately, as moms or whichever parent is the one that keeps the kids most of the time, we end up being the landing pad 
for emotions and how they truly feel. And I sometimes I'm like, wow, that's incredibly unfair that the onus is on us as a mom or maybe in some cases a dad to have to take care of all of those feelings on our own. And we don't have that other parent that's going to be like, oh yeah, no, I understand too. Cause I'm going through that. I'm like, but you don't get it if you're not day-to-day parenting or maybe when you're parenting, you don't have those emotional conversations that I have to put through with my kids. And it's just like, holy moly, it's just a lot. Your story is incredibly inspiring though. I have to say I cried like four times and I don't even think I cried that much in my own story. I was like, damn, that's a whole lot. You've been through it, girl. Yeah. I guess the biggest takeaway is like now you're a year out, so it's still fairly fresh. Like how are you coping now with all of this? Like is your co-parenting relationship stable or... Since we wrapped our divorce proceedings, things aren't perfect, but they're definitely at a point where we can peacefully coexist, which I think at this point is probably the best situation you could hope for after something like that. And even just in general, to be able to have a peaceful coexistence with your ex, especially when you have kids involved, is so important. It's so important to be able to communicate about things in a calm way. And it's so important to be able to um, interact with each other in a civil way when the kids are around because you will have to deal with drop-offs and pickups and you will have to interact with this person for the rest of your life whether you want to or not. A lot of us do. Some of us don't. And and to those parents who who don't have any interaction with their ex... It can be a blessing, but it also means that they're not there to support with the kids. So for those of us who do still have to deal with our ex, to those of us who have to, I say solidarity. Some of us have great relationships with our exes. And to those of you who can, total kudos. Total kudos if you can get to a point where you can have some kind of friendship with your ex. I am absolutely in awe of you. That takes such an incredible amount of strength to be able to do that because for me I don't know if I will ever be able to do that and I can't say never but I know yes because I used to say never Christina I used to say oh I'll never ever ever especially after having like the restraining order and certain things that were done um I honestly didn't think I would ever get to a place where we would be peaceful in parenting and be able to jokingly have a conversation and our daughter being able to see us coexist almost together. And I can say at this point, it's a lot easier now because he's done a lot of work on himself too. So if it can happen, I mean, it can happen, but... Sometimes it doesn't. I've seen many times where it just doesn't work. Like those two people just, there's nope, nope. (laughs) It just doesn't work. But somehow we got to this place and we're here. So I'm embracing it. And, And I'm, you're one of the people I'm in awe of that you can have that kind of relationship with, with them. And I know it, it hasn't been easy and it's taken you a while to get there. And that's one of the things that I'm, I'm not putting any expectations on myself for that. 
I feel that, and he hasn't, but for those who have exes that put expectations of, well, we should be interacting this way and, and, you know, and there should be, you know, we should just be okay and all of that. And sometimes it's not okay. It's, it's, it's not okay to pretend. I totally get the need to, if you have kids involved, you do, I do feel myself put on a mask every time we have to interact or I have to deal with him. Um, and there's, there's been times where I just don't feel like I can deal with him. And, but I do because it's for the benefit of my kids. It's for their benefit alone that throughout this process, I really, really tried to be civil and accommodating. I was not always perfect. I, I wasn't always like that, but you try, right? Cause you know, by the, you know, at the end of it, your kids are going to see they're watching all the time. They're watching you. How do you interact? How do you talk to each other? How are you around each other? And kids are so intuitive. They're so intuitive. And it's so important that when you have to deal with your ex, that you do so in a way that your children will be proud of you. Our relationship has improved and a large part of that has been because I have started to heal and I have started to let go and I have started to shift my thinking away from I have been wronged to I am now rising. I am rising from the ashes. And it's it's interesting because the last little while I've really been been thinking about about that because my business is starting to take off and things are going really well with the kids and I'm really feeling in a good place right now and I really feel like the idea of a phoenix is kind of what every single parent goes through it you're you're no matter what situation you're in whether you are the one who decides to leave or whether you are left everyone kind of has to burn down to ash to rise into something new and into something hopefully better than what you came from. Maybe that could be a, something you put on your skin. <laughs> it's funny you should say that, Christina. It's like we were talking about tattoos I wanted to get or something. It, it, is, it, is, it is something I have been considering because that is... Mm -hmm such a large part of how I view my story and how I view where I've come from and where I want to go. I'm not trying to be a martyr here. I'm not trying to make myself out to be some, you know, a victim. I'm not a victim. Yes, it happened to me. And yes, I went through some of the darkest days of my life that year, but how I am now I feel free when you think about it in hindsight it's like you know what maybe that was the best thing that he could have done for you is to set you free and it's very hard to say that it's very hard to feel any kind of gratitude for what happened because it was so devastating not just for me but for my kids and I I saw my kids go through that devastation for months, 
for months and they're still going through it. I really loved listening to your story today, Christina. I commend you for sharing an experience that might've been really difficult. And I think of you as a quiet warrior. You face it with so much grace and dignity. And I have an immense amount of respect and admiration for you and what you've been through. And I just want to say thank you. You're amazing. Oh, thank you for saying so. It No, you you're amazing. I mean, I think about, you know, obviously what you've been through and it's a completely different story than mine. I mean, a lot of mine was just it's tumultuous and whatever, but like you did not choose this. Like someone made this bed and you had to lie in it and figure it out. And I just, I commend you for that shit. Cause I don't know how I would react or deal with that. It was not easy sharing your stories. I'm sure you, you felt when you shared yours and it's very, very challenging to share something that's that close to home. And I haven't shared that since very early on in the split. So going back to that day was really, really tough, really tough. But I do think for both of us, like we, we want to make sure people who are listening and people who are coming on this podcast to know, like, we're, we're not afraid to be open and genuine here. We're Mm -hmm. not afraid to speak our truth. And and we do want to clarify this, this is from our perspective, what happened, Mm -hmm. you know, our experiences, our feelings, our voice is what's, is what's coming from here. And we really want to make sure you all know, like we are prepared to be vulnerable too. We, we are not going to ask anyone to do anything we wouldn't do ourselves. And I just want to say thank you to you for giving me a safe space to share all of that and for being the amazing mom and woman that you are. And I am so excited to uh, continue on this journey with you and to hear more stories from some amazing parents and create this awesome community. What do you want people to take away from your story? You will get through this. Whether you're right at the beginning where like me, you were on the kitchen floor crying your eyes out and your world absolutely shattered in pieces around you or whether you're a few years on and you're still having to deal with problems with your ex or issues with custody or whatever it happens to be or no matter where you are you're going to get through it and the minute that you let go of something that has caused you pain caused you to hurt, had a negative impact on you, the minute you let that go, you're going to make room for something better. And it's going to be beautiful, no matter what it is. You can find more great episodes featuring helpful information and amazing stories by searching Single Parent Podcast on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, or visit www.lifesongfilms.com and click podcast. Thanks for joining us today. And remember, we're we're all in this together. together.